0: rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books welcome to your home for star wars comics this is the cosmic force podcast a utini podcast network production and now here are your hosts tyler reganti emma park caleb laminek and jacob Bosch.
1: hello there and welcome to episode fifty-five of the Cosmic Force. Tonight we hope to have a very civilized conversation about Obi-Wan Kenobi for Utini's Kenobi Week. Uh, tonight we are actually going to be talking about the from the journals of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, so it is going to be a fun night uh, as we get ready for the new show and and uh, celebration coming up. Uh, So let's go ahead and get started with our introductions, and I will toss it over to to our usual first host, Emma. How are we doing tonight?
2: Oh, it's a great night. It's a great night. It's always good to talk about Kenobi, and man, I gotta say, like, you are killing it with the Jedi robes over there. It is hot. I know you didn't mention (laughs) it, but it is, I'm sure it is, I'm sure it is, but listen, it's a good look on you. I think you should do this every night. I don't know why you don't uh but yeah it's uh i'm excited to talk about kenobi and um the hype could not be more real and this is only like increasing the hype so i mean we have what is it like uh a week and two days until kenobi premieres so it's uh it's exciting exciting times
1: it really is and yes um i i I always try to find a reason to wear this um i haven't worn this since chicago and it's hot. It's it's very, very hot. Uh and too i too hot for Florida. It, yeah, yeah. So that fan does not reach over here. So uh we'll it see was... how long how long it lasts. But um uh, we we will let's go over to our our fellow another Jedi of mine, uh Caleb, who is also just as dashingly dressed tonight. Hello there, uh, Hello Jedi. there. <laughs> With the hood. With the hood, yes.
3: This is um like, this is, uh, I'm going to brag on my wife again, she made this in record time, and, like, I love this. Now, if you're talking about heat, this is 100% pure wool. Yeah, it's mine's about, not, so yours it's is about worse. It's 80 degrees here in Georgia, so it's, um, I'm going to keep this on all, all the uh, episode long as a, a loving uh, token to my wife, but, boy, I don't know if I'll... Uh, be much left of me left over uh, other than a little <laughs> sticky wet mess here so i'm ready to get talk about kenobi i think we're going to have a great week here i said oh, I, I already know i tuned in i'll i was about to say yesterday but monday to the uh living force and they had a great killer episode about kenobi in general we're going to be a little bit more specific about old ben here and we're going to have a great time but before we get too far i think we have one more uh person we need to talk about maybe two technically well we technically
1: have two (laughs) so let us say hi to timothy and his co-host uh where is our your co-host today
0: yeah, uh, co-host Jacob is right next to me, and uh, Timothy. Of course, I know him. He's he's me, um, <laughs> and is. I am I am a Kenobi light. If there was a uh, a target out near um, out near him there in Tatooine, so he would probably be rocking <laughs> this a little bit.
2: <laughs> oh, I love that.
0: So I'm, oh, I'm that not was... not as fly as as you guys with the full Jedi compliments, yeah. but you know,
2: me yeah, either. No, we can share in that. With a
0: target on, on Tatooine, wouldn't that be the Womp Rat? I believe you are absolutely correct. So yes, the <laughs> Womp Rat. Um, that's great. We need we need to make that happen. Some somebody author Charles Soule comics make that make that happen.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: All right. Well, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. We are a Star Wars comics podcast that broadcasts live right here on YouTube.com/slashutini every Wednesday night at eight PM. If you can't join us live, that is quite all right because we are also available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. We are also part of the Utini podcast network of shows and a Discord channel at utini.com slash Discord with more than 1,000 members and dozens of channels to talk in, including our our own Kenobi channel where that is getting lots of hype this week. Uh, so we very much encourage you to join us at utini.com slash Discord. And if you like what you see and you want to say thanks, then head on over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire utini podcast network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities. And Emma, I do believe we have a couple of new patrons that we want to say thank you to this week.
2: We do. Yeah, I want to say a special thank you to our new annual patron, Matthew Mislenski, and our new monthly patron, Alan Vaughn. Thank you both so much. Thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, celebration is next week, which is crazy. A week from tomorrow is the first day. And uh, all of our support from our patrons uh, is the only thing that has made uh, this possible with our booth and giveaways and our party. So a huge thank you to every single one of you. And thank you so much to our two new patrons.
1: All right. Let's go ahead and get into the weekly pull list. We have a couple of new books this week. So, um, Emma, why don't you go ahead and tell us what we have available for us?
2: Absolutely. So we've got uh, two new comics this week, Han Solo and Chewbacca number 2, The Crystal Run Part 2, written by Mark Guggenheim, pencils by David Messina, the cover by Phil Noto, colors by Alex Sinclair and the letters by Joe Caramanga. And next up we have another Dr. Afra issue, Dr. Afra uh, number 20, subtitle uh, Eternity, written by Alyssa Wong, pencils by ming Jung, uh the cover by W. Scott Forbes, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg, and letters again by Joe Karamanga. And as always, you can find all of the uh, affiliate links to these uh, in the description down below.
1: I'm really enjoying both of those covers. Those, those, those look yeah. uh, like a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, speaking of covers uh what we're loving this week uh caleb we've got a a a series of special covers that we wanted to highlight in honor of kenobi week and the release of obi-wan number one so uh why don't you go ahead and start giving us a little bit of the rundown about all these special covers exactly
3: we have one two three like uh, like eight plus uh variant covers for obi-wan number one they love variant covers for first issues but this is something special they're Pulling out all the stops. And our first one here is a one-in-ten movie cover. This is a still from what I assume is a production of Episode 3, as we see a short-haired, uh short-haired, non-mullet Obi-Wan uh, <laughs> standing there, uh, proud uh, in a... I'm guessing... I think that's the invinci- the Invisible Hand or... Uh, the I believe so. That, was like that the it. Invincible?
2: Uh, invisible.
3: Invisible, yes. You know, Grievous' flagship. So, a really... I mean, it's a it's a very striking color, but cover.
1: But it's you know it's not drawn, so you know negative points in that category. I, I don't I don't know how you can talk about color when you have this dashing guy on on on, on this cover. I mean, it's, it's perfect.
0: Perfect it is what you're looking for. <laughs>
1: perfect, yes. So it's all downhill from here
3: as we just remove more and more degrees away from reality. But this next one is uh, the uh, Ario cover, I believe, right? Yes, of the show yes, Ario, Ario one. Anandito. Ario Anandito, he the oh, uh, you know he's the uh, the actual uh, artist for the inside, but he also gave his uh, pin to the uh, outside cover. This one is an old bin with a lit lightsaber and tons of uh, various intricate survival gear here. I really like this. Um, it's kind of like a desert road warrior Obi wan look here. You know?
2: Yeah. This, a this reminds Max me of too. uh, yeah, yeah, very much. It it reminds me of that um that figure that freddy has and he's shown it on legends look back before um like the
0: the power arts or
2: something like that no it's like a statue it's like oh shoot i can't remember the name of it but they've made like a statue of obi-wan that looks almost exactly like this he's you know in his survival gear you can tell he's been out in the desert for a long time it's a very cool look
3: charles is commenting that that's that's less Obi Wan and more bear grills, which is probably very uh, conserve that moisture there. I buy right. it, absolutely. Well, I think it's only one in twenty five, so uh, good luck with that one. Uh, next up is the David uh, Nakamaya. Uh, cover. This is the virgin cover B, so there's no uh writing on it. Uh, this is Old Ben uh, with a lit lightsaber facing towards the uh, the audience here.
2: Yeah, this is very nice. I like how it looks kind of dusty towards the bottom. Yeah. Like, you can tell it's kind of windy, and, you know, you, you wouldn't really want to be outside very long if you couldn't help it.
3: <laughs> exactly. So, some fun ones there. Next up is the E.M. Geist cover with uh, another old Ben, uh, but just one with a lit lightsaber. But this time he's turning towards the viewer with the uh, two twin suns beaming down on him. I really like this cover, I think, you know, not to the last one too much but i like this one more than the previous one because it looks a lot more dynamic i love like the dustiness and heat feeling from the suns I,
1: I just really love this image a lot this is this is the one that i picked up this is a variant cover that i picked up at my at my local comic store so i really enjoyed this cover too yeah
3: you got good choice good choice all right next up here is the uh peach momoko variant uh featuring a young obi-wan and qui-gon chin on the don't know, kind of uh, the back of a floral background kind of a, a nice kind of looking at normally she's done a lot of um you know uh, of, you know, like a car- female character arcs. So now we get to see some pretty boys here so we get to see a pretty boy young tween Anakin and uh and <laughs> I love Qui-Gon's like very dapper looking mustache there
2: yeah it uh I like this one it, it's it's uh, I always like seeing more Qui-Gon art to be honest with you like even though he wasn't mm. in this issue or was he i can't even remember it feels like so long ago um but yeah uh it was uh it was good and the floral background there is is pretty cool too i've i've liked a lot of peach momoko's uh covers for the higher public so it's cool to see them do um one for obi-wan
3: absolutely all right so now we have a kin lashki variant a bearded Mm obi-wan hiking uh With a Vader helmet facing in the same direction in the background. Uh, This one's kind of a very dynamic art looking here. Um, You know, they're dealing with a uh, kind of like a theme, a variant of, uh, you know, memories here. So we're going to see a few more like uh, shadowy figures moving forward. But I like this a lot. I could very much can I just
2: say what we're all thinking.
1: This looks this like hot. the show. <laughs> well, that yeah. too.
2: Yes, this lo- this looks like the show and it's hot. <laughs>
1: yep. Absolutely. I love any any time that they can tie An- uh, Anakin or- and Obi-Wan or Vader and Obi-Wan together. I think that adds yeah. a, a different layer of, of of feeling there. So. Definitely. All right. That was half the list. So I'm going to go ahead and let Caleb take a little bit of a break, and, and I will go ahead and read the rest of them. Starting with uh, one of my favorite artists, uh, Mike Mayhew, has his variant. Uh, and this is a hooded Ben looking down at the viewer, spying uh, – looking like he's got he's spying on, on something kind of off in the distance. Um, always going to love Mike Mayhew's covers. Uh, they have a, a a sense of realism to them. Um and and this one it definitely um has that 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 feeling as well you know his his lightsaber his robes you know all look you know uh, amazingly photorealistic so this one is uh is definitely uh, a very interesting one as well Absolutely.
2: yeah the robes have a, a nice texture to them and I, I always love seeing what Mike Mayhew comes up with for for Star Wars it's always good always good stuff
1: yes. Seriously all right uh the one after this is a tyler kirkham variant uh and this is a hooded Ben with a lit uh where he has a lit lightsaber and a zabrak's uh ghostly face is in the background uh who exactly is that we don't know uh maybe it is somebody that we will be uh seeing as the story uh unfolds so that's well, uh that's this one has the most questions as in how oh, well, does this tie tie
3: back into the book? I, I thought she showed up in the uh, in the actual not in the first issue.
1: Oh, that's right. Was uh, she really? was like the pirate, the pilot? pilot. yes. Mm. Oh, You're that's right. right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: will say so, I do love the uh, lightsaber lens flare happening. Big the fan of
2: that. Points. Yes, <laughs> the multiple
3: flares. Uh, this one does get bonus points because it actually like features something that happened
1: in the comic itself, not yes. just things around it. Mm. <laughs> so Good bonus call points. On that. All right. And then our last one uh, that we have listed, it might not necessarily be the last one that is available, but the last one that we have listed uh, is a Phil Noto cover. Uh, this is not the variant, uh, but this is the the, the cover A. Uh, it's the old and the young Obi-Wan uh, with Vader in the foreground. Um, kind of, you know, the full story of Obi-Wan and all of his, you know, that's that that encompasses pretty much everything that we know about this character so far uh so yeah very very classic very i can see why this was chosen as as the the a cover uh because it's just it's got a very very classic look to it
2: yeah great stuff this is uh you know i feel like this is such an iconic like obi-wan image now you know you kind of see like both versions of him that we know and love you know like the ewan version and the sir alec ginnick version and uh you know Tatooine, sons and Vader. It's got all the iconic, you know, Obi Wan related imagery. So it's very good.
1: All right. Uh, any of those that that we you know uh, stick out to you as 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 favorites? Uh, I mean, like I said, I love Mike Mayhew's art. Uh, I picked up the uh, e. M. G- e M Geist uh, cover myself. So those were, those are were two of my favorites. What about what about you guys? I'm torn between. I the really. Oh, go for it. Go ahead.
2: Uh, yeah I, I really liked the ken lashley one uh the one uh, with vader yeah. uh the head and you know obi-wan's kind of sitting there it mostly because it, it like re- it reminds me of the show also because he's really good looking in this one <laughs> but no like um the sons like do this like really cool like lighting type of situation there so yeah i really like that one
0: yeah i'm torn between that one and the primary uh by phil Nodo. um mm-hmm. i i love that yeah. that you get the the primary obi-wan that we were used to i guess growing up with the original trilogy but then seeing the the you and obi-wan and, and darth vader being there at the bottom kind of the focus mm-hmm. like his whole career is built around trying to protect this skywalker legacy um right and it, it's really cool the way they did that
3: yeah yeah I said, if I were to pick one f- winner, I think it'd be the uh, Tyler Kirkham variant, the one with the uh, the hooded bin. I love the like the action and like the motion on his face then on that character. You can't even see his face through the hood, and like like the Zabrak's face gives a lot of mystery. Like, who is this character? Is she important? Like, what what's the tie in here? And I I, I really like that cover a lot, if only because it actually you know, references something on the inside of the comic, so you can tell that they're working with uh with a little bit more. I know it's almost a trope of like uh comic covers having nothing to do with what's actually going on in the system in the actual writing but uh that was my vote if i could find if i go to my local comic store if they have that i'd buy that in a heartbeat
1: all right well uh i have so i have a note here we 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 are gonna go ahead and and take a break but there's a note here that says go to emma before ad so emma I'm gonna go ahead and go to you before we take a break, uh, because I guess you have something to share.
2: Cool. Okay, I actually have two things for everybody. The first one is not Obi Wan related. The second one is. So I will start with the first one. Um, if you follow me on Twitter or uh, or in our Discord, uh, you will have you know you might you might have seen that I did a little something over the weekend, something big um i got a tattoo a star wars tattoo oh, hey. i want to show it off to everybody uh so i got it on my right wrist and let's see if we can get it nice to that the is sick
1: very nice so
2: uh it's a little blurry but uh it's the skywalker saber and down below it in arabesh is uh mtfbwy for may the force it, be with you so very
1: nice I like so that is so cool
2: yeah thank you thank you i i uh I have been like envisioning this tattoo for like so long, and uh like even like down to the location, like I've just kind of known that I wanted this for so long and I finally pulled the trigger on it, so it was great. I went to a great um tattoo shop in my local area, and uh the guy that did it he was really great and um got it done in like an hour. I was like. <laughs> In a lot of pain, but I made it through. It's good. It's good. Um, and so the other uh, the other thing I have for you that's that's Obi Wan uh, related is uh, I'm not wearing any Jedi robes tonight. Obviously, it's um, or a Jedi sweater not for me, or a Jedi sweater. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know that's um it's unfortunate, but I do remember that I used to own Jedi robes. Uh, like when I was a kid um, for Halloween. And I was like, man, I really feel like I have a picture of this. And this was like 15 minutes before the show when we were talking about it. And so, yeah, I went on my computer, started looking through all my pictures. I just scrolled all the way up to the top because I was like really young. And I found this picture from 2008 and I wanted to share it with you all. I was a Jedi for Halloween. Uh, You can tell I was really into it. Here it is. (laughs) <laughs> oh.
1: yes, <laughs> yes.
3: Oh, wow. that is
2: great so, so that is my uh you know my contribution to the jedi-ness for tonight um so yeah t- it was october 2008 so i was seven and um the clone wars were was just coming out uh so you know star wars hype was was real for me so uh Justin in the chat says some nice shoes. It's funny like do you guys remember like when your kids in the costumes had like built-in sho- <laughs> built-in shoes? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they
1: still do. As speaking as a parent they still do. who speaking as a parent who buys their 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 kids those those uh uh costumes. They still do.
2: No way. That's yes. insane. It, it, it's so funny to me and and also one other thing I wanted to point out like that I just noticed like just now. Can you guys see how beat up that, <laughs> that blade is? Oh, yeah. like It's kind of like discolored. Like my sister and I would whack the crap out of each other with, with those. I think I still have them somewhere, but uh, good memories. So I wanted to at least make some sort of contribution to the the Jedi robe gang. <laughs>
1: well, Excellent. that that was worth the wait. That, that even though you're not dressed up, uh, dressed up now, that definitely makes up for it. So good job on that. So, all right. Let, that was definitely worth putting off the break. So now we're going to go ahead and go to break. And then when we come back, we are going to talk about the journals of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we'll be right back. All right. So tonight we are talking about the trade paperback from the journals of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and, and this is technically referencing issues throughout the the run of the 2015 star wars uh title um it is not a series of them uh you know but back to back uh it's kind of a collection um it is very going to be very similar to the black chrysanthemum uh collection that is coming out soon uh where they kind of take all of the ones that feature him most heavily uh and put them all in one grouping so tonight we are going to be talking about issues seven 15, 20, and then some of issue 37 uh, and they're all featured in the journal. They are written by Jason Aaron and issue 37 also features Dash Aaron. Uh, the art is by Simo- uh, Simone Bianchi, uh, Mike Mayhew, and Andrea Sorrentio. um Now some of you might be like, well hold on the the journals of Obi-wan Kenobi has a lot more than just those issues and you would be absolutely correct. They do also issue, uh, include issues twenty-six through thirty. However, we will not be discussing those tonight, since while they are from Obi Wan's journal, they don't really have a lot to do with 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 Kobe, uh, Kenobi himself. So we decided, you know what? Let's just save that for another time. They mainly they mainly focus with Yoda. So in the uh, keeping with the spirit of Kenobi Week, uh, we will be fo- focusing on the four issues that are more Obi Wan centric, and we are starting with issue seven. Uh, I've got. I'm going to go ahead and provide that synopsis. Uh, we see a drought-ravaged Tatooine. Uh, The farmers can barely make enough water to feed, to make enough water to trade, to feed themselves. That doesn't stop Jabba's goons from wanting to roam the land and pillage all of the water from all the locals. Uh, Obi-Wan trying to do the best that he can to, to not be a Jedi and just be Ben finds it harder and harder to remain quiet during all of this injustice and almost comes to blows with the brute squad several times. He is able to, uh, avoid them until he realizes that the Lars homestead is in danger. Uh, He first is is able to Jedi mind trick them into leaving them alone. Uh, But then Luke, young Luke goes missing as he attempts to steal the water from the thugs. And then Obi-Wan has to kind of reach back into his, his bag of, of tricks, knock out all the lights knock out all the goons and and save luke and bring him back to uh ben or excuse me uh baru and owen unharmed um And uh, he's able to put away his persona of old Ben for a moment uh, to be able to ensure that Luke is safe. So as that issue ends, we go back to Luke uh, in in Traveling to Dagobah, uh, and then that uh, issue ends. And the next time we see uh, Ben is issue 15. And Timothy, you've got that synopsis. Yes, I do. This was probably my favorite issue of all of them. But anyways, uh, we catch Luke
0: being reckless in his Skyhopper because, of course, he's like his dad um, and suffers a bad crash. Uncle Owen figuratively and literally grounds the boy. Um, but Ben knows that Luke needs to know how to fly. So he hatches a plan. He assists some Jawas, protecting them from a Tusken Raider attack, with a cry of, Utini, because of course we have to make our presence known. (laughs) The Jawas leave parts uh, to fix the broken flyer with Luke the next time that they visit. But Owen knows what's happening. He takes the parts straight to Ben's house and tells him again he should not be part of Luke's life, because we know what happened last time. Meanwhile, Jabba hires a bounty hunter to find out who ambushed his tax collectors the last year. And with a mighty roar... The one and only Black Chrysanthemum is on the case. And then Emma, take us to issue number 20.
2: Yeah, all right. Love me some Black Chrysanthemum. So uh, this issue opens up on Chrysanthemum. He's tracking down the warriors who uh, defeated the thugs, uh, aka the tax collectors from the year before. Uh, chrysanthemum attacks the lars's house and captures owen uh, ben feels this disturbance in the force and rushes to his aid and begins a deadly clash with chrysanthemum uh, before obi-wan is forced to draw his lightsaber that's like the last thing he wants to do he doesn't want to you know make his jedi presence known uh obi-wan scars the bounty hunter and hurdles him from a cliff uh, Luke makes a daring rescue of Uncle Owen in his re- repaired skyhopper and peace returns to the desert planet. Uh, next to the little short story, I guess you could call it. Uh, Caleb, you've got that synopsis?
3: Absolutely. Issue 37 had a couple like two or three uh, like short stories this is a longer issue. Uh, but this short vignette was about a Tuscan life about a child who was clan gets attacked and as he wanders the sand only to be uh scorned and turned away by you know all the human civilizations only to be rescued by bin and as he returns him safely back to his own people that that was, that was a summary one sentence <laughs> it was still a really good uh you know uh like it was a really good sort of uh you know tale that they told there is really fun to we've been getting a lot of Tuscan love over the last like couple of years and this definitely fit into that of like, you know, ben being the uh the protector of all life on the uh, planet of Tatooine.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So uh now that we've gone ahead and given you guys the summaries, let's go ahead and talk about are the, the, the characters uh at you know in in these featured in these stories and caleb uh the first ca- the character that you have listed here uh is is not obi-wan kenobi but old ben tell exactly. us why you you, well, you distinguish between the two well, i want to i want to like first talk like this old
3: ben guy he's like this weird old dude who lives in the desert all by himself and nothing ever interesting seems to happen around him it's like he's doing everything he can to stand out right guys
0: yeah of course he's totally incognito (laughs) exactly
3: I
2: mean he's a Jedi like trouble follows him everywhere of course (laughs)
0: exactly you know like joking
2: aside
3: do we see sometimes that old that he's trying to put on the persona like the robe of Old Ben as a distinct personality from his you know jedi knight obi-wan kenobi you know is that like a different personality or do you think it's trying to be like just a protective layer to guard against this knighthood from being too valorant to uh goody two shoes like do you when he came to tatooine do you think that was something that he formed or do you think that was just a transition of who he was
1: i think he was totally caught off guard by Owen's continued refusal to allow him to be near Luke, I think he. What happened on Dagobah in Empire Strikes Back, I think is is if if we could get into his mind, I think that's what that's that's what he envisioned. Is you know what we're gonna live here quietly and peace and peacefully, but at the same time we need to prepare the boy just in case. Um, and and I love. There's a lot of similarities between, especially episode, issue seven and the novel Kenobi, in mm, that yeah. he strugg It's he's trying to, to trying to lay low. He's trying to not be a Jedi. He is is very audibly uh, internal monologuing the struggle. The I, I love. I think one of my favorite lines from issue seven is. He says something along the lines of "Qui Gon, you didn't prepare me for this. You didn't prepare me to turn off being a Jedi. As difficult mm-hmm. as it was to become a Jedi, it's even more so to turn it off." And I and that's what I think. What makes this story very that so interesting because he can't. Uh, w- w- what's the line in the trailer? Uh, a Jedi's weakest uh, weakness is his sympathy. Passion. Essentially, yeah, like basically uh and, you know as we've seen in the trailers the the um inquisitors inquisitors just sh- are basically just be patient a jedi has to help mm-hmm. people and if you wait long enough and you cause enough commotion they will show themselves and then we have them and you really really see that struggle with obi-wan especially in the novel um as as you know i'm sure that they'll discuss later but but there are very much similarities between issue seven uh and then the more long-form version of that in the novel.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Like, you know, I I see a big difference between like Ben Kenobi and Obi Wan Kenobi because Ben Kenobi is okay with like letting things happen because he has to, like, whereas Obi Wan wouldn't stand up for like any injustices. So I definitely see a big difference, and I think that that comforts him too. Like, like oh, I'm I'm Ben Kenobi now. Like I can't help people, and I think that that allows him to sort of like justify that in a way and i like what justin said in the chat he said if people differentiate between vader and anakin i also see no problem with the mm. same applying to obi-wan and ben and that mm. is a stellar point Ooh, yeah. that is such a good point and i think i'm going to end my point with that point because it is so good
0: <laughs> yeah i think it's true of of just growing up right like we all kind of mm-hmm. um, inherit and try to create these identities whether we're you know in different settings or work environments or whatnot but inherently the the pieces of us that we've have been ingrained in us for so long will always kind of poke through and shine through, so I think he's trying he's honestly trying to develop this new personality i guess as as you put it Caleb but um yeah, i mean obligation of lifelong of servitude it 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 has no choice but to show up um so yeah i I think it is a great um a great call out to differentiate the two um because I do think he is trying but yeah. I mean, guys gotta do what a guy's gotta do. I mean, that, that's who he yeah, is. He's the he's the greatest Jedi of all time, arguably, right? Like the best representation of what it means to be a Jedi. So trying
1: to turn that off is very, very difficult, I imagine. But at the same time, Timothy, I think he's the only one who can't. Mm-hmm. Like it like it like if you were to take like separate Anakin, you know, and if and insert Anakin into into this position, Anakin can never would never let Owen. Uh, that's true you know, keep him away mm-hmm. Qui-Gon while he wouldn't necessarily be as you know Anakin would probably be a little bit more in his face and and absolutely not Qui-Gon could not sit there and be quiet Mace Windu mm-hmm. could not sit there oh, and hide for 40 years <laughs> Obvi- I, I could I mean Yoda is Yoda so therefore I mean the little you know little green guy would probably you know cause some some questions but I don't think there's another Jedi who mm-hmm. could have hidden away for 20 years and become the hermit that is ben kenobi uh, and that yeah. in and of itself is a testament to the kind to the jedi that obi-wan kenobi was
0: yeah that's the Great wisdom point. that he has he's the negotiator um, we see it in the revenge of the sith novelization a lot we see it um, some in the kenobi novel and, and in all the comics i mean he's kind of the forefront of that piece um how do i make this happen but that that long kind of suffering wisdom and patience yeah it's, it's true really only to him for sure
2: yeah, he he plays the long game. He doesn't mm-hmm. make any rash sort of moves that will hurt him later on. I think he knows that like if he trains or like if he forcefully trains Luke now, he would definitely get into Owen's, you know, bad graces and lose all chances of having a relationship with Luke later on and I think he realizes like this guy's probably gonna die soon like you know he, he lives in like a desert with like some pretty bad people like Luke will grow up to make his own decisions and you know just because he's older doesn't necessarily mean he can't be a Jedi look at Anakin like I, I think all of these like thoughts were probably running through his head uh you know just to sort of justify him being able to wait that long I mean he waited like uh, how old was Luke in a new hope does anybody know off the top of their head I
0: think he uh, was like, like, 19. like 18, 19 yeah
2: 18 nineteen okay so he waited all those years. He was I mean, I don't think anybody can say that they've waited for something for that long, like specifically that they knew about, like very specifically. And he had that much patience, I think. And
1: that, until you're
2: right, Tyler, nobody would be nobody else would be able to do that.
1: And and until we see the show in two weeks, as far as we know, he never left. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't right. think that there's a story until we get the show that says that he ever left. So 19 years sitting in the desert you know going and 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 i even think i think even this show because it's because it's it's, it's you and 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 you and is very young looking compared to uh, sir alec guinness i get the feeling that this is and what i think luke is seven in this in this
2: somewhere this, around, somewhere
1: there, around yeah. there i i think that the 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 what happens in this show is going to be this is why i have to stay here and not and 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 be ben be ben the hermit and not obi-wan kenobi because i think something's going to happen that's going to put luke or himself in jeopardy uh and 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 that's that's why he realizes nope i just gotta stay stay still I just suddenly had the realization because you're talking about, you know, this is, you know,
3: young Ian McGregor, well, you know, middle-aged Ian McGregor. I, I can't help but wonder if they're going to have a scene where he has to like take a faceful of Sith lightning and then he deep fake Alec Guinness's <laughs> face onto him. <laughs> It'd be a cool moment. Would We've be seen a it before. Would
2: be cool, but can, can you imagine the outrage though? <laughs>
3: It's like the you know, people are like, wow, he certainly aged a lot, and he's like twenty years. It's like, well, one, desert air, and two, you know, who knows what happens. Or,
2: or, or, or instead of like getting like Sith lightning, maybe like the Sith can like influence the weather or something, and get struck by lightning instead. He, he goes
0: into a dust storm one way and comes out the other. <laughs> That's
1: how we end the series. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he forgets his robe and just has mm-hmm. to walk through walk through the desert, uh, the storm without any protection on his face.
2: Huh. It's funny. All right,
3: so I have a question specifically for the Obi Wan Kenobi side of things. Do you think it was easier for him to essentially retire in Tatooine due to how far removed it was? Like, if you think he had like a live like newsfeed of what all the Empire was doing and all the terrible things that was happening, do you think he would have been able to stay?
2: Mm, I don't think so. I, I think, I mean, as we've seen or as we saw in this comic, like even when he sees. Um, you know, Jabba's people taking water from people. He can't even, he can't even sit by and watch that. So if he was in, you know, I know Coruscant's a bad example because it's like the imperial capital, but, but a city like planet even basically Alderaan, essentially. You, yeah, mm-hmm. even somewhere that's like mildly metropolitan, Corellia.
1: Like
2: more Corellia. Corellia is a great example. Say, say he settled on Corellia. I don't think he would last like three days without having to help somebody because I. I mean, you would see so many like injustices just in a day. Um, whereas Obi-Wan, like on Tatooine, it's just kind of like a, like a slow buildup and he's able to like go into hiding. Uh, you know, if he's fighting somebody out in the desert, there's like nobody else around to, to see it. So if he, you know, uses a mind trick and everybody forgets, it's like not a big deal. But if he was in a city, uh, you know, I don't think he'd be able to hide for very long for sure.
0: Absolutely. I think it was like, easier with the, the singular focus of, of watching mm-hmm. over Luke. I think it would have been more difficult yeah. if he had been around other Jedi or had seen other kind of jedi outcasts i think um while i know that he and yoda and bale kind of had their their mission parameters i feel like he probably would have fudged things a little bit to try to make sure that his colleagues were safe um and that could have jeopardized things more than just knowing what's going on in the galaxy but knowing that more of him were suffering the way that they were i think if he was able to put a a a face to a situation i think that would have been hard
1: Exactly. Yeah, I was going to ask, oh. uh, I was going to ask Caleb, is, is this, in this hypothetical, are we talking about he is protecting Luke on another planet or he has just gone into hiding on another planet? Like, imagine if he had decided to protect Leia with Bale. Mm. I That's think he has enough responsibility and duty to to put the protection of the child and therefore, the Jedi Order, and therefore the galaxy. Uh, uh, first, I think it'd be a lot. It would have been a lot harder for him. Oh yeah. Uh, and I think that he would have struggled a lot more. But I, I, I still, we have, I have faith in, 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 in old Ben. Absolutely. I just could not imagine that if he do, Ahsoka
3: was out there as you know fulcrum and you know, like the burgeoning rebel thing. I,
1: he could not have stood still with that. Yeah, I think. I think that's also probably right. I see. I, I see what you're saying. Like, could he have have not become a fulcrum, or, or or helped the Ghost Crew? You know, every once in a while,
2: trained Ezra. Even yeah, that's
1: that's a very good question. I can see his sense of duty for both on on both sides of that.
3: Damn, what a, what an alternate universe take that would have been. Yeah, absolutely. That'd,
2: that'd be fun to see in like uh what was that what was that comic that did like um almost Infinite. like Star Wars what? Like Infinity infinity, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would have been fun to see in that.
3: Bring it back, Marvel. Or even Dark Horse now that they have the uh thing back. Yeah. That'd be cool. Right.
2: That's the first thing they do with a license.
3: <laughs> I'd be I'd be perfectly happy with that. All right, so let's move on to some of the supporting characters here. Uh the meme lord himself, <laughs> Uncle Owen. <laughs> Like, the, like, if you're not on Twitter recently, or if you're watching this years down, the uh, the line, you know, uh, that Uncle Owen says in the trailer, like, Obi-
1: Obi- w- Obi-Wan says, but he needs to be trained.
3: Like you trained his father.
1: There is no I mean, get dunked on. It,
0: That's
3: it. Innoc- there has yeah. been
2: a murder. It's,
0: it's over. It's, it's over. Exactly. All in
3: the match. I was about to say the memes are, are have spoken, and Owen is now the voice of reason in the Star Wars universe.
2: And now Obi Wan is dead. Exactly.
3: Like, do you think he was like being too harsh to Ben? Like to to add one more my like, point towards Owen's favor. Like the moment Obi, like the day, the day Obi or Obi Wan finally met Luke and had a one on one conversation bit like uncle owen and his wife died
1: so here's my only today here's my only <laughs> further question on that <laughs> how does he know what happened to anakin i'm assuming obi-wan told him I would, I, I, I would think, yeah, I think,
0: think that would yeah i think that would come with the package of here's a kid and he's related to you and here's what had happened was his dad <laughs> killed his mom and he's kind of like i don't know i maybe left him for dead in the lava but maybe not i, I, cho- I chopped <laughs> off <laughs> three fourths of his Ta-da. limbs <laughs> in one move
1: it was sick okay yeah i guess i guess now I here's could, this baby i guess i could see obi-wan being like no I, I i'm I'm telling you the whole truth because yeah i can't hide yeah okay
2: all right all right that's fine I could see that too, although wouldn't that be fun to see in the show like honestly that like to see his uh Owens reaction that would be funny, yeah, to
0: get some kind of a like a flashback to that very moment, yeah that'd yeah. be that'd be nuts. <laughs>
2: I want that moment now. Here's a baby. Here's why you're getting the baby. Now take care of the baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Owen's kind of justified, I mean, in his his actions, responses. I mean, he knows how rash Anakin was, um, especially with everything that happened in Attack of the Clones. Um, happy 20th birthday, by the way. Um, but... <sighs> I, yeah, I guess. I mean, knowing everything that happened, um, I, I'd imagine, especially growing up over the years, he's probably seen some of those antics come across from Luke. And, and like even in these comics, we've seen Luke can be a little bit reckless. Um, sure. He wants to go off and, and do his own thing. And so seeing that, um, yeah, I imagine there is there is some validity to his
1: anger and um, bitiness towards, towards Obi. Well, uh, and we have to assume that this is... He's not talking about training when he's two. He's probably talking about training him when he's five, six years old. So Owen has been his parent for, you know, however many years now. So speaking as a parent, yeah, I can totally see the overprotectiveness of you're not getting near my boy. You know, I don't care what greater calling he has. I am going to protect him from the likes of you and your crazy sorcery because you all failed and, and, you know, there's none of you left. So I can see that. And you know
3: now you want to train Luke to be like a, a, a
0: the so he's number one on the galactic most wanted list of a right. Jedi.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I could also I mean, see it, some it, it, nagginess from Obi wan too on wanting to train Luke because Anakin started yeah. training too late, and so you know maybe Obi wans going if if I if I got to him sooner, maybe he wouldn't turn out that way. So I could also maybe maybe see the, a history of pestering to be like, look, he's getting old. I need to do this, or it's going to end up badly. <laughs>
2: That's very true. I mean, I think, like, Owen's stance has always made more sense if you if you look at it from the perspective of a parent. Like, I mean, I'm not a parent, but, like, if I pretended like I was raising Luke, Owen makes a ton of sense. Like, not only did Anakin turn to the dark side, but Obi-Wan, you know, they think that he killed him. I mean, you know, it, it's like you know patterns tend to repeat themselves you know so it's like if if so much is at stake that thing at stake being luke potentially his life um i don't think that there's any reason to think that obi-wan wouldn't do that again especially because you know it's not like owen has known obi-wan like he knew anakin i think if they had had a relationship before maybe there would be a little bit more trust but uh i i completely agree with owen and honestly like I don't think I've ever disagreed with him, like, if I'm being completely honest, as much as I want to root for Obi-Wan, because I love Obi-Wan, you know, I I don't know many people that don't love Obi-Wan and don't want to root for him and stuff, but I feel like it's always kind of made sense, in a way.
0: It boils down to, they are two both incredibly beautiful men, and they can't be wrong. (laughs) Neither of them can be wrong.
2: It's true.
3: (laughs) (sighs) So, uh, I just want to share this quick quote, which is not something we usually do, but uh, this was... uh, been talking about owen from issue uh 20 you know tattooing does not abide cowards it turns them to ash he says that after like uh owen tries to you know uh gut tackle black Santin. you know he's <laughs> like like listen we both like him and owen were in the middle of like a very desperate fight and he's like and you know owen has just gone off on Obi Wan for being, you know, too nosy and too dangerous, but like the moment, like it comes down to the wire, he absolutely has his back in like a life and death situation.
2: Yeah, I love that quote too. It stuck out to me immediately. I was like, like when I read that, I was like, oh, damn, that's a good quote. Like, you know, it, it just kind of hits you because it, it's right. I mean, it's it's totally true. Like, Owen, oh, I think if um. You know, he, he, he says something to Obi-Wan about how it's interesting that the water tax collectors never come to their house and stuff like that. But I think if, if, if I were to imagine like him dealing with water collectors or whatever, uh, I think he would react similarly to how he reacted to Black Chrysanthemum, like get off my lawn type of thing, like, you know, go away. I'm not giving you any of my, any of my water. Like he's, um, he's like a strong, he, he's a strong man that, really wants to protect his family, like, no matter what that costs. And even though Obi-Wan he doesn't consider him his family per se, he certainly I think deep down in his mind, he appreciates the protection that Obi-Wan provides. Like even though even though he's like irritated with him, he does I think he does understand that like this is probably for the better, uh if not for me, if not for Baru, for Luke. And I think honestly like that that's probably at the core of why he tried to fight back against chrysanthemum when obi-wan was down well
1: and how much do you think the memory of his own father and and, and stepmother probably plays a role i mean he was yeah. he was he saw what happened to Smee and 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 you know how what that did to anakin so i i feel like subtly subconsciously that probably also plays a role of i'm not i'm 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 going to protect my, fa- my 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 family because i don't want to you know have to go through that
2: yeah
0: there could also be you know some concern that that maybe if luke doesn't get to experience these things um naturally that there he won't be able to overcome them on his own and he will not do a good job um so you know by by not allowing luke to see some of that um, it could be, uh, you know, it could turn him into a coward because he's not, he's going to grow up and he's not going to know how to deal with it. And he might be, um, not necessarily brazen, um, cause we saw him kind of go after it later, but yeah, I'm wondering if he's almost, almost wishing for some of that. Um, like, let me raise him, let him experience life as, as it is here truly, um, so that he can, he could do better than that and not be turned to ash. <laughs>
3: Exactly. And and that kind of leads into the next discussion question I have here about Luke Skywalker himself. Do you think it... You, how important do you think it was to Luke have a, for lack of a more appropriate term, normal childhood compared to his father? Like, growing up, you know, with, like, friends his own age who weren't destined to be warriors, you know, bored on his farm growing up. Do you think that was... How important was that for Luke's, like, development?
2: Hmm, I, I think it was important, like he was you know if you think about it almost in like almost like a, in a genetic way he was kind of destined to turn dark at some point and he certainly you know, he had plenty of reason to i would say um and so i think you know he, he in those moments when you know things were dark you know he got his hand cut off and he found out like that one of the most evil people in the galaxy was his father i think in those moments he probably thought back to to owen and Baru and to his time on tatooine thinking like you know the fate of the galaxy is at stake and like the the fate being like normal lives like the life that i lived i think like jedi can't really they can't really separate like their life from like a normal life because i've never experienced it before so i think that it just gave him like a greater perspective Mm. on what is at stake in this war
3: and you suddenly had made me realize that in the comics like specifically we constantly see luke going like second guessing himself and doubting himself like Mm. am i a jedi am i good enough to be a jedi there's no way i can live up to this there's absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing i can do that will to stop vader at this point like why am i even trying like i'm just a farm boy so that like and I don't saying, like you know, self doubt is like a good thing, but compared to Anakin, Anakin never once second guessed himself. Right, Anakin it kept never,
2: himself in check.
3: Yeah, never, Anakin's like biggest failing was his well, his
1: first step was his pride. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so by- uh, I, I can't answer this question without talking Legends mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Legends. All of these books, all 150 of these books, are in some form or fashion about Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. They're not about. There is no Ray in 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 Legends. There is no, you know. I mean, there are, but there's a, you know, there's a a line that goes back to Luke, and I think that right there is all the answer that you need to know about why his normal childhood and his compassion for people uh was important to him because it allowed him to grow the Jedi order into back into its it's you know the 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 protectors of the galaxy that they were and and you know we don't and the reason that I say this is because you know good or bad the Canon does not focus as much on Luke and does not focus as much on the og characters as they've been recently called in vanity fair uh that it's 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 hard you know there's so many stories about luke uh in legends that are are amazing uh and and as said in the chat it's it's the fact that he had a normal child is the most important thing that uh that happened to him because it allowed him to have a different level of, of experience and, and grow the Jedi and allow the Jedi to evolve to allow for those experiences and and realize no caring about people and protecting people and second guessing myself to ensure that I'm protecting those that I love is not a bad thing. It is not, you know, that you can do both uh, and and it made him the hero that we all grew up with.
0: Yeah, and growing up without having the label of the chosen one on you, <laughs> I'm sure, also mm. takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah. So, Good Ani- point. you know, Anakin all throughout the the Clone War series, even some of the newer books that we're getting, kind of prequel focused, like he wears this chip on his shoulder. Um, because, you know, yes, he was ripped away from his home. He's cognizant. He remembers all that, but also everyone thinks that he's the chosen one. So he always has something to prove and Luke has nothing to prove except for that. He knows that he has to save his friends. Um, and I think that's the difference in the way that they were brought up. Um, Luke had this greater, Um, sphere of care around him Um, and I think he was able to put that ahead of while Anakin yes wanted to you know save Padme and you know rule the world whatever that was always out of a a prideful place I think Luke left an empire because not of pride but because he desperately just needed to help his friends he knew that they needed him Um, and there's a very different even though it's the same action there's a very different intent to that Um, and I think that 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 upbringing definitely makes the difference
3: Absolutely. So, any other like discussions that you guys want to talk about? uh Fun things you want to mention about these comics that we read before we move on to some Easter
0: eggs here. I am so ready that, for the Easter eggs. They are my favorite. Nothing <laughs> that I'm going to go
1: into too much depth here, but if I, I will just say, and, and I'm sure that they'll get into this again tomorrow night. If if you enjoyed these stories and you haven't read the novel *Kenobi*, do yourself a favor mm. and 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 read that because the elements of this story are are expanded so much in those in 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 that novel and um it's it's not the most action-packed novel but it is a really good character dissection of of both obi-wan kenobi and ben kenobi so uh do yourself a favor a favor ignore the silly uh, uh legends banner and 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 read a really really amazing star wars star wars story Absolutely,
3: and it's like a western. It's got the cowboys and engines and, and, and six shooters.
0: <laughs> also, it's great. Kenobi adjacent. Read the rest of the trade paperback. Yoda Secret War is weird, but it's one of my favorite arcs <laughs> in all
2: of Star yeah. Wars.
0: <laughs>
3: Lord I
2: agree with all of those statements.
0: <laughs>
3: Lord of the Flies meets Star Wars. Yeah, yeah.
2: I was I was uh, flipping through them because I was gathering images for the show, and I was like, "How do I not remember this?" I was like, that's like." There's, like, uh, all these, like, te- and, and like preteen kids, and they, they're, they've got, like, war paint, and they're not wearing any clothes, <laughs> and it's like, what is happening? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, uh, I do have some Easter eggs for you guys, because um, I actually was thinking about it uh, while reading this time, and it's a little easier to think of them like as you're reading and uh, I I don't know how Charles and and Jacob do this like for everything because it is so difficult and um, this is like the first list of easter eggs I put together seriously uh, props to you guys this this is like the most insane game you guys do Uh, but I had to give it uh, my own shot and the thing that actually inspired me uh, to do this was an issue number seven uh, when Ben tries to sell black melons I was like, ooh, those black melons they look familiar and uh, this was actually their first appearance uh, if you remember uh, the first time they showed up in live action was in uh, The Mandalorian, Chapter 9, The Marshal uh, and in many episodes of the Book of Boba Fett afterwards, it's like the things that they crack open to like drink water and it's disgusting and um, this was their first appearance so we have comics to thank for that Um, Also in issue number seven, uh, Ben describes how rumors say that Jabba is stealing water to take baths in, but uh, Ben says that he's met Jabba before and knows he's never bathed in his life. And that got me thinking, I feel like we've seen obi-wan and jabba meet before and sure enough this meeting is actually referring to when obi-wan was negotiating a treaty with him while anakin and ahsoka were rescuing his son rada yes this is the plot of the clone wars movie what a pool wow (laughs) i have no idea what made me think of that but i was proud of that (laughs) so wow uh, i did i did double check on the look so very happy um again in issue number seven um there was just a very distinct visual reference to me, uh, to the Obi-Wan trailer, uh, when Luke was sitting on top of the homestead. Um, they're like virtually identical, except the difference is that uh, he's right on top of the the small dome that's over the roof um sorry, over the, the door. The archway. Uh in the trailer. yeah, the archway, yeah, in the in the trailer. Uh whereas in the comic he's kinda like lower and like off to the right from the the main door. Um but it definitely reminded me of that. Uh, so they they pro- they probably uh, read these comics and took some inspirations. Um, moving on to issue number 15, uh, we see Luke flying his T-16 Skyhopper through Beggar's Canyon while he's on the radio with his friend Biggs. These are all references to dialogue uh, from A New Hope. You know, it's just like bullseyeing womp rats, uh, you know, something something Beggar's Canyon back home. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Um, we also uh, see Luke crash the T-16 in this issue. And for some reason, I didn't go back and and look at this in the movie, but for some reason, I feel like you can see the crashed T-16 in the scene, uh, you know, the Leia hologram scene in the garage. I feel like you can see it. I might be wrong. You, you definitely can see
3: like the, the chassis of the Skyhopper in one of those scenes on the inside. Good. Of I'm glad household. I'm
2: not crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. and
1: then he plays f- with the miniature version. Yeah, as well. he's definitely right. playing with the Matchbox version uh, in his in in his grudge.
2: Good. Yeah, he's probably all upset that it's like broken and stuff. But then we see he fix it. But
1: he probably broke he, it again. He
2: probably crashed it again. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that's just how it goes with the you know skywalkers uh all right two more issue number 15 still uh obi-wan gets really stressed when he watches luke flies and this (laughs) seriously reminded me of anakin in attack of the clones uh when he was flying the speeder and the zam Wessel (laughs) chase and also in revenge of the sith uh with the uh, landing of the invisible hand he's just he's a very anxious guy when it comes to flying and then that definitely comes through here uh last one also issue number 15. Uh Obi-Wan and Owen are arguing and they have a very similar interaction as they do in the Obi-Wan uh trailer. So in the comics uh Owen says before you got him killed as a rebuttal. And in the trailer he says like you trained his father. So these are basically like you know kind of switches of each other um in terms of dialogue between the comic and the trailer. So I can't wait to see um what other similarities we can pull once we get the, you know, the, the full show. So those are my Easter eggs.
3: Very good Easter work. eggs.
2: Yeah. Great. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that is going to do it for our contribution to Kenobi week, but Kenobi week is not done yet. Emma, uh, what more do we have in store for, for everybody this week? Uh, and then leading into next week, we also have something big going on next week as well.
2: That is very correct. So for the rest of Kenobi Week, uh, we have Legends Look Back tomorrow. Um, we are discussing Kenobi by John Jackson Miller. Why did I say we, you ask? I will be joining the Legends Look Back crew to talk about this book. I'm very, very excited. It'll be my uh, you know, first time reading it, so it should be interesting. I was,
3: about say, I was about to say, if you haven't actually read it, you still have time technically before that show yes. airs.
2: There is still time. And hey, even if you don't have time, uh, it lives on the internet forever. So, you know, feel free to, you know, watch it or listen to it uh, after you do read it. I'm very excited. We also have um, the Star Wars Archives on Sunday, May 22nd. Um, this is our Patreon bonus show. And uh, they'll be talking about the ben years, uh, which should be really interesting. I can't wait to see what crazy facts Trev comes up with next. Um, and then in terms of, uh, what is happening, um, with, uh, the Living Force next week, it is the celebration pre-show. Um, because, guys, celebration is a week from tomorrow. So we're getting there. Uh, and for us, um, next week, um, a week from like right now. A week from uh, today. I will be in Disneyland. So.
1: I will be on an uh, airplane. Obvi-
2: And yes, Tyler will be on an airplane, so obviously we will not be going live. However, we will still have a show uh, premiering for you guys. Uh, We're going to pre-record it, and it's going to be all about looking ahead to Star Wars Celebration and what we're excited for, what we're hoping to see from the Marvel Star Wars uh, panel, as well as just things that we're excited for uh, in general. So that should be a lot of fun. So next time we talk to you guys live, Celebration will have been over. (laughs) It's absolutely crazy, so I can't wait to talk to you guys about what happens and see if there's any comics news should be a lot of fun
1: yeah absolutely and uh before we go I do want to make sure that we shout out to Jose uh can we put that graphic back up one more time
2: yes uh, absolutely
1: he uh he he put this this graphic together for for Kenobi Week. so shout out to Jared for coming up with this idea and seeing this thing that, that this thing yes. through um, Absolutely. he was really the driving force behind this shout out to to uh Jose for creating this graphic and then all the other rest of the team uh, for, yes. um, uh, contributing the way that we do, uh, shout out to the, to, to, to our patrons because, um, uh, it is, you know, it it is your, your continued, um, uh, contributions and, and appreciation that, that causes us to continue to figure out ways to, to provide you better and better content. So, so really Absolutely. want to shout out to everybody involved.
2: Yeah, and one more one more thank you to Jared. I'm just realizing now, I don't think we actually shouted him out at the beginning when we were talking about the uh Obi Wan variant comics. He actually gathered all of those images for us. So big thank you to Jared there. Um and yeah, this this whole event, guys, I'm not even kidding when I say that. It would not have have happened without Jared. So man, thank you so much. And this is not the only thing he has planned for you guys. Let me tell you something. Uh so should be fun. Definitely look forward to that.
1: All right. Well, until next time, I think that is gonna do it for this week's episode of The Cosmic Force. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube, where you can hear us live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to. You can also follow us on Twitter and tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show to stay informed about Star Wars comics happenings, or you can tweet the the shows individually. I'm at Ty Rags, Emma is at Irma Jedi26. Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek, Jacob is at Jacob Bosch, and Timothy is at TC Guthrie 2 for reviews, articles, and news for the rest of the expanded universe, be sure to visit utini.com We also encourage you to join our utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash Discord and you can help support the show by heading to Patreon.com slash to start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to OKNDR, OK Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, as well as 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 well as Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our- our alliance high command thank you again for all of your continued amazing sh- amazing support thanks again to emma caleb and timothy for hosting with me tonight thank you to you all who joined us live and a special thank you to our listeners wherever and whenever you are joining us we truly appreciate your support uh we won't see you guys live next week but uh, until we do come back live may the force be with you